It's time to get cozy and watch a Christmas movie. Cuddle up with a cutie and watch a Christmas movie. It's a podcast in a queer tree. Um, okay, well, welcome back to Podcast <laughs> in a Queer Tree. Scott doesn't think we need to do an intro, but I'm, I'm I joking. Did. <laughs> yes, we do. You were you were half joking. You were HK. Uh, I'm Nicole. This is Scott. Hi. We uh, today are going to talk about Christmas Prince Three, a royal baby, uh, uh, made in 2019. Three of these movies. Three. There are three of these movies. I, I, we watched them. I don't know about you. I watched two and three in very close proximity to oh, each other. I watched them back to back this time. Oh, it's rough. Actually, you know, I I probably, I mean, yes, it, it, it's rough. These movies are, ter- are terrible. Um, but I actually, for the purposes of this podcast, I probably got more out of them that way, watching them in such close proximity. Mm. Because you notice more the dumb little yeah. recurring jokes that they try to throw in. Like the meat jelly in the dungeon. like us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The dungeon <laughs> stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, what else do we normally try and tell people at the top of these things? Uh, well, I'm going to read a summary or a synopsis of this movie. Oh, yes. Uh, so it's from 2019. First, she met a prince. Then she married him. Next up, motherhood and a mystery. No one does Christmas like the Aldovians. (laughs) (laughs) Spit. That is quite a promise they're they're trying to keep there. It's a bit thin. Um, So my bingo card is quite sparse. Um, Yeah, I didn't get a line this time. Quite sparse. I don't think I have anything... I did mark off big deadline because yep, she's so gonna I. she's gonna have a baby. Yeah, the baby. But there's That's the ultimate big deadline. But there's another big deadline, isn't it? In in it, isn't there? Was there? Oh, the the signing of the treaty. Oh yes, of, of course. course. Yeah. Um, blatant product placement. Yeah, what's the product? Uh, there was a blatant product placement for Apple. They're, oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. like talking right. they're talking on uh, some device and it's like very that it's unusual actually to to show an apple computer like the apple logo oh i feel like i see it. them all the time well you do when the show is paid that license fee or, sure or apple has provided the computers and stuff but often it's covered up like on yours there yeah um or there's like a discreet kind of circular thing over the Apple logo and you're like, you're not fooling anybody, you guys. Yeah, it's true. Um, so you didn't get a line? No, not even close. Neither did I. Yeah. I had a tight 90. Oh, yep. Uh, which, thank God, these movies are all tight 90s. Um, I had driven apart by a misunderstanding, of course. It's all the usual stuff. Wedding slash event planning. Horses. Uh, attractive white female. I had bonding over a dog, but I don't remember there being a dog in this movie. I don't think there is. Yeah. So I don't know why I put that down. Um, fictional European country I had, so that's fortunate. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything else is pretty much the the usual. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they have another recap montage at the beginning. (laughs) Of blog posts. She has a royal blog now, which is just... (laughs) Did you notice the title of the blog? No, I didn't. What is it? It's just called Amber's Blog. (laughs) 
As though it's 1998 and you're making your own GeoCities website. It's literally just Amber's blog. Yeah. She's writing articles about Bikini Kill. <laughs> and All yeah. of her favorite cats. That's yeah. what mine was about. Wow. Um... So there's Amber's a mo- hair is not great, I find, in the, the montage. Short. Yeah, I don't know what they've done to it that's it's different somehow, but I don't know if, if they're just, now that she's the queen, maybe, she's getting more hair work done and she's looking more official mm. or something, but whatever they did to it, I, I wasn't a fan. Simon is in a turtleneck. It's <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my other big note. <laughs> Looking dapper in a turtleneck, and and then as a as a follow on to that, I have uh, him, Melissa, because mm, oh. I, I do not care for them together. Oh my goodness, my note later. I mean, let's just talk about it now. But sure. like Melissa, they have like undermined her character so much in this movie. She was this like power femme career journalist in the first movie, and like sure, she's not a journalist anymore. But she, they just turned her into this, like, gooey-eyed, like, Simon chaser. Who, who gives a shit about Simon, which is hard to believe, frankly. Oh, it's just so disappointing. I'm like, yeah. you can make someone, even in a movie of this caliber, that, like, isn't super complex, you can make a character, like, have a love interest, but also have literally anything else going on. It's weird to see... It's so unusual to have a trilogy of, you know, Hallmark-style movies. It must have been weird to sit this cast down and be like, okay, so we're going to evolve all your characters a little bit as the movies go along. Mm -hmm. And they must have been like, oh, great, we'll have more to do. Yeah. Sorry, Melissa. You get to fall in love with a ding-dong, and that's it. Yeah, you get to... I mean, and probably the biggest tragedy of that all is, as I've said, I think Simon is the most interesting character (laughs) in these movies by far he has the most fun certainly yeah and yeah this movie she's just chasing him around and they're pretending as if he's doing something he shouldn't be well and she's like being jealous and not talking to him she's being a jealous girl like and he's being like cagey and shifty and not communicating with her and it's like I mean, it's he's, sort of he's like... He's running around with his ex, right? It, well, it's like the same, like, movie trope kind of tread over and over again, but it's just She's like, jealous of his old friend who's arrived yeah. with the... I forget the name of the... The Penglian... Uh, delegation. Delegation. Yeah. Um, Penglia, by the way. There's a little map. Yes, I paused it. <laughs> Did you see everything? Well, what I saw on the map was... Little country here, that's Aldovia. Yeah. Little country to its right, mm-hmm. which is, I'm guessing, Liechtenstein. Or, you know, it's a Liechtenstein-level country. Penglia. And then Penglia. Oh, So okay. there's really just this little sandwichy country in between. The whitest country you've ever seen. Yeah. And what is essentially Mongolia. Yes. But there's also another country called Belgravia. Belgravia. Bel- Belgravia. Uh, that is... Is that from another Netflix movie? It's very possible. That sounds really familiar. I think it exists in the Netflix universe yeah, for yeah, sure. That sounds really familiar. Yeah. But yeah, it's like if you think about like 
Russia as a country, and by country I mean like the landmass. Yeah. It's like the western part of Russia is like quite white. Yes. Like Western European. And then Mongolia. But like, the, yeah, the eastern part of Russia is like the demographics are completely different. Yeah. Because it's like the Mongolian side of the country. So if we think about like Aldovia and Panglia as like as like a spectrum of like demographics, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Not a ton of sense. Um, one of the, my... The not-so-far-east I called Panglia. Yeah. Well, and the rest... Because it looks like you could drive there. My notes are Panglia, Belgravia, Aldovia, other Latin nonsense. Yeah. Which is what makes up that map. I looked at this map for a very long time. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I, I just glanced at it and was like, that looks wrong. I, ne- I never, I've never studied Latin. I don't know anything about Latin, but it just seemed like nonsense to me. Oh, I'll, I'll ask Dr. Slip. Yes, please she, do. She took it for years. Perfect. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, early, early in the movie when they're having a royal press conference and everyone's just asking them about the baby. Um, and they're like, do you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl? And they're like, we're waiting to be surprised. Reminded me of one of my favorite, uh, like, sort of smart ass, but very appropriate responses to people asking that in real life. So like, I think, I think it was a friend of a friend was pregnant and people would ask her, are you having a boy or a girl? And she'd be like, oh, we're waiting to be surprised. And then baby was born and they'd be like, oh, congratulations. Is it a boy or a girl? And they're like, we're waiting to be surprised. Nice. <laughs> like, that's nice. That is nice. <laughs> uh, my next note, Richard is honestly insufferable. Can you imagine having a baby with him? No, yeah. not really. Um, I, I, My notes in this section are kind of along similar lines. Um, I basically, I just scribbled down stuff like birth plan, (laughs) musical enrichment, (laughs) just all this goofy baby related stuff. My note was, this is just what it was like for Dr. Slip and I preparing for our (laughs) baby. We just had a baby four months ago. Um, And then my next note is Rudy cannot even say the name Aldovia. (laughs) Aldovinia. <laughs> yeah, that's how much of a dumb caricature they've asked this actor to be. The guy probably does, like, he probably does whatever Netflix movie he's in and then goes back to Stratford for that year's Shakespeare season. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Amber's pregnant, so she's just pounding back donuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know. Yeah. And she and Richard have a good na- good natured child rearing argument uh, during a sleigh ride or over oh, a sleigh yeah. ride. Or... They also have a talk about sympathy weight gain that I did not appreciate. Oh, yeah. That was weird. It's really unnecessary. Yeah. Really unnecessary. I'm like, can't we just slam back donuts with abandon without commentary about it? I know I do. Well, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I have a note. Um that so the 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 big sort of non baby related plot line of this movie is that delegates the the king and queen of Panglia, Panglia. are coming to Aldovia to renew the every hundred years I don't know the word for every hundred years centennial uh, the centennial signing re-signing of the treaty reaffirming peace between the two countries these two countries and, who I'm guessing have no standing armies. 
or weapons or anything. Unknown. Seems like not. Um, So they have a historical flashback to 1419. Oh my god, yes. When presumably, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot to be said for someone who knows literally anything about 1419, which I do not. But my biggest note was that both of these men who are royal and presumably do like writing all the time are so bad at using this quill feather pen. Right. Like if you watch them, it's like, it would be like if I attempted to use one without any practice. Yeah. Like there's like a huge blotch of ink because they press down too hard and then it's like scratching at nothing. How did they write their royal blogs? I do not know. They had a scribe, I guess. My note about the arrival of uh, this delegation is that Queen Ming is frosty. Yes. Uh, Simon knows the attaché, Lin. Yep. Very exotically named Lin. Lin, yep. Um, There's the acorn comes back briefly. Do we see the acorn? Oh, they're decorating the tree? The acorn and Tom are there. Oh. Emily's boy toy, Tom. You boy toy. And Sahil and Andrew are there as a couple in business together. They're preparing for, I guess it's a baby shower? Yeah, it's her baby shower. The royal baby shower. Um, Amber can't reach her slippers because she's pregnant, I guess. So there's like this weird Cinderella moment with Dick, I think, putting her shoe on. Yeah. Um. My, my next note is, note is that I'm into Tai and Ming. Oh, yeah. The king and the queen. Yeah. They are so hot compared to <laughs> yeah. Dick and Amber. <laughs> yeah. They're don't like, you, don't you find? They're noticeably attractive. Yeah. And Dick and Amber are sort of and like. And they've got chemistry together. Yeah. And like Dick and Amber are sort of like blandly exist. Yeah. It's like pretty. Yeah. Um, I have a note. <laughs> About, I think before uh, the king and queen, Tai and Ming, before Tai and Ming show up, um, they're, the Aldovian people are talking about uh, how Mrs. Avril doesn't have a lot of carefree moments. And she's like, she's like, I have them from time to time. I had one just last Sunday. Yes. And I was like, is that a euphemism? I, I, I made a note of that too. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What, what? Yeah, I'm like, very curious about what that was. Did she have an orgasm? Like, what does that mean? Um, Simon's blatant flirting is gross. Yes. Really not into that. I would also uh, just like to talk for a moment about <clears throat> this, like, so Amber and Dick are like, modernizing Aldovia. We want to, we want to like talk to the king and queen of Panglia about modernizing Panglia. And I'm like, oh, this like civilizing, modernizing rhetoric Mm. of the Aldovians to the Panglians is like, it's like real icky. Yeah. I have dramatic zooms again. Oh, sure. But I don't, I didn't write the circumstances around which those zooms occur. Well, I assume it's because the treaty is missing. Uh, oh yes, remember? of course. That must well, of course, I remember it going missing. Yeah. But um, yes, that does make sense. Yeah, the treaty. Yeah, that actually, I have a note here. The treaty is missing. Help us, Simon. <laughs> 
I have a note about the Aldovia trivia tree decorating game, but I don't remember the game. So the game, when they're still, they've like struck a like emergency task force, so to speak, to find the treaty. Right. Because they deduce that it has to be somewhere in the palace because all the roads are like blizzarded in. Right. So in order to sort of distract and keep good company with the king and queen of Ming and Tai, um, Emily and Simon are like, we'll play this classic Aldovian Christmas game, which is a thing. Right. And you answer questions about Aldovia's history. And if you get a question right, you get to put an ornament on your side of a shared small Christmas tree and whoever gets to the top of the Christmas tree first gets to put the star on and they win. Right. They, they win. They, yes, yeah. quote, win. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's what that's all about. Um, you- I really take uh, issue with the amount and number of people telling Amber to calm down in this movie because she's pregnant. (laughs) She like wants to solve the mystery. She wants to like investigate a thing. And everyone's just like, you should calm down. She does it anyway, of course. You're feeling a little hysterical. Yeah, you're getting hysterical. Yeah. Um, She does it anyway. She does it anyway. My note about that is that she's pretty stealthy for a pregnant lady. Yeah. (laughs) Like how far along is she supposed to be in this She's like eight months. She was, I think she was supposed to be, her due date is January 11th. Mm-hmm. But so, of course she has the baby on Christmas. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So January 11th is like three weeks approximately after Christmas. Yeah. So she's about eight months. Yeah. yeah. But like she is not. She, she, that well, is no, not an eight yeah, month the, pregnant belly. The actor belly. is certainly not eight months pregnant. No, no. But her fake pregnancy belly is in the like six month. Yeah. Like, Even for that size. She is slipping in and out of places yeah. <laughs> pretty easily. She's not waddling even a little bit. Not even a little no. bit. Um, I just, <laughs> I have a, a one word note. Hypnobirthing. <laughs> yeah. Now you're around pregnant ladies a lot. I don't know how much you want to reveal about this aspect of your life. But yeah, I mean, I are well, you Have you dealt with much hypnobirthing? No. The people I work, I I work as a volunteer doula and the people that I work with, the pregnant people I work with, I have not encountered hypnobirthing in any of my doula clients. Um, I think maybe someone I know personally was interested in hypnobirthing, but I don't, I don't know a lot about it. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. And I don't know why they brought it up in this movie exactly, except maybe just the writer is like, What's a wacky thing that pregnant women might think about? I guess so. I am curious about it, though. Like, why? Yeah. it's. I I think that's why I called it out as a note, because I'm like, so are we going to do this? It's odd. Why why did you mention it just now? Maybe it's so that they can keep making the joke about surges instead of contractions. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That gets called back a couple times. Theory. Has Amber been hypnotized? The entire time, including the first two movies. Hypnotized into wanting to be a royal and finding Dick charming? Mm. At what point do you think she was hypnotized? Um, Did we see her pre-hypnosis? Do you think? 
I'm not so sure that we have. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a spinoff. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theory for these movies. Um, I have a question about why her dad is trapped in the airport, which is... Oh, like well, he... isn't there a, a, an insane storm that's preventing all flights in and out yeah, of Aldovia, but... and that's why the penguins can't leave either? But isn't there a royal jet? Are these people literally flying commercial? They all fly commercial, apparently. That's what Richard did. Yeah, but he was in disguise. Right. But why disguise yourself if you've got a royal jet? I mean, this is what I mean. And then I have a note here. The dad... I think he just likes to. I guess so. Um, the dad really is really so much. You gave up New York bagels for meat jelly. <laughs> like, just bringing out every possible stereotype. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could have both in your life <laughs> if you really needed to. Yeah, totally. Do you suppose when Dick was being a bad boy flying around the world that him being a bad boy was just wearing disguises in and out of airports <laughs> and being like, hey, they didn't know it was me. Brutal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, so... The real purpose of, I mean, as much as any of this movie has a purpose, the real purpose of, for for storytelling purposes, of the treaty going missing is so that they can bond organically, I yes. guess. Uh, so there's a scene where Dick and the king are putting together <laughs> a the crib. crib. <laughs> As you do. By instinct. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. No, but they have a manual. It's this thick. <laughs> remember? Yes. No, I the remember. It has a huge, like, it's the size of the Gutenberg Bible. Yeah. To put this crib together. But and he, I'm like, he casts it aside and ties, yeah, like, let's put like, this together yeah, the way we'll just, we rule. By instinct. By instinct. These two men are going to put a crib together by instinct. Yep. Yep. Have you ever put anything from Ikea together by instinct? I do not recommend this method. No. <laughs> it's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Um, but they do bond over it because they're both so uh, incompetent at putting this crib together. By the way, they're putting together a crib. <laughs> it's because there's no staff in the palace, Scott. <laughs> Instead of, for example, having a handed-down royal crib that Dick himself was in or anything like that. Nope, they're putting nope. together what looks like a Walmart crib. Yep. So. Before that, I have to say, Ty is, I mean, obviously more attractive and I think more competent. There's a scene Definitely. where he's playing the piano and singing mm. at this party before they go up to put together the crib. And it looks like he's actually playing the piano. Oh, yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah, he probably did. He has a lovely singing voice. Yeah, Ty, Ty seems awesome. I, I wish these movies were about him <laughs> and Ming. But, uh, so they have more dungeon stories as part of this bonding. Yes. Those dungeon stories, by the way, get a little dark. I don't remember them. Um, and apparently this is not the first time that the treaty has disappeared. Right. Um, right. Maybe for the same reason. Who knows? I zoned out. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I hear that. You might have to remind me. Uh, Simon is a cad. Okay. 
Uh, I have a note to myself that I'm really into Lynn, his friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the advisor. Uh, again, everyone from Panglia seems super cool. Yeah. Or at uh, least substantive in literally any way. Or at least competent somehow. Yeah. And then I just have a note about laughing at the exploding crib. Mm-hmm. The the joke there being, dads are incompetent. Ugh. Um, I have to say, he gives her... Dick gives Amber a gift of baby Converse. That is my next note. Very cute. For sale, baby sneakers found by a props department, never worn. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really top-notch gift there. Also, Simon and Melissa are so incompetent as a couple. Yeah. They do not communicate. It's like, it's just so painful watching them. My next note is, you guys totally have Simon wrong, you dummies. Dear movie, these people making decisions based on curses is the kind of magical thinking nonsense I will not put up with in a movie. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, the curse, the like ancient curse storyline is like a lot. It's It's, just, it's so silly. (laughs) It's, yeah, I I mean, you know me, I've I've talked about this before, how I find, I I have a pretty low tolerance for magical thinking at at the best of times. Mm. But when it comes to making decisions about a baby, for Christ's sake, yeah. like Amber has, it seems like she's genuinely worried about this. She's worried about the curse. And I'm like, I don't know, you guys. Yeah. I think we probably could have left. You've already got a whole bunch of shit going on. <laughs> you probably didn't need to. You could have just ignored the curse. Yeah. Just having the baby is yeah. good enough. <laughs> Well, and I love that at the end, Ming is the one who, like, knocks some sense into her. Yeah. She's like, the curse isn't, isn't real. Yeah. Um, so my next note uh, just says, treaty sniffing dog, question mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brought in a specially trained dog to find this treaty. So I have a lot God of... God knows what it's had to look for before. This, so this is my... I have a lot of questions Why do they this. keep that dog trained? Why do they keep the dog trained? How did they train the dog to sniff out an ancient, priceless artifact? Why does this dog exist in Aldovia? Well, they've mentioned... Somebody mentioned that the treaty's gone missing before. And it only gets signed every hundred years. Right? Yeah, so I think it went missing so like a hundred years ago. It went missing a hundred years ago is probably what happened. <laughs> and somebody at the time was probably like, well, we find everything with specially trained dogs here in 1920. I just... So... It's very confusing. It's it's a weird detail. <laughs> Treaty sniffing dog. Yeah. I also made a note here that this reminded me of the time I once pet a drug sniffing dog in a Mexican airport. Uh-oh. Did not appreciate that. <laughs> I got, I didn't get yelled at. I didn't get in trouble, but, um, you know, there was a cute dog. What am I going to do? Not pet it? And, you, and I... then you pet the customs officer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good boy. <laughs> yes. Obvi- I would also like to state very clearly that I do not pet real working dogs like service dogs, but, you no. know, police dogs are. They're the police that I sympathize the most. Oh, yeah. They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. And horses. Police animals in general. Oh, I know. They deserve better. They're working for the man. Yeah. Yeah. Liberate the animals. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sure where I left off with my notes exactly. Mm -hmm. I've got one here about not giving a bow to Amber again, but I say that in every episode, Mm -hmm. so I don't remember if they've given her a bow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, She hits a bullseye and faints from the shock of it. (laughs) 
like, it's a real callback to, like, the age of medicine where women were institutionalized for being, like, too sensitive or, like, hysterical. It's hysterical. <laughs> she fainted. Well, I mean, she's eight and a half months pregnant, right? I assume that's... <laughs> and she's she's fairly active considering how far along she is. So. It's a bullseye. Faints from the shock of it. <laughs> that's how I read that scene. Yeah. Um, we, we've covered when they went skating, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, we haven't? Okay. under my, where we left off, uh, I wrote, this is my, this is the only way that I would ever prefer to skate, being pushed around in a chair. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, that the skating montage that occurs when, um, Amber and Emily are being pushed on chairs. Yes. And everyone else is is standing up, either pushing them around or being joyful, is very cute. I actually have that same note. I, I, I wrote, for a terrible second, I thought Amber was going skating. Right. And then they put her in the, in the chair thing. Yeah. Um, otherwise, a really cute scene. And I wrote that I was into Richard and the other king as a couple. Yes, absolutely. Wouldn't that have been something Aww. if they had gone that way? Can you imagine their kingdoms would have been merged that's so right. they would have been united? Yeah, that's they right. would have consolidated power. I feel like they missed a trick there. Yeah, missed opportunity. And then they do the archery. Did you think that the lighting and makeup at this point was a little strange? I, I have a note that Amber looks like she's actually golden. Oh, I didn't um, make note of that. Yeah, well, maybe it was just my TV. Who knows? Interesting. I have a note here. I think this is around the point where she starts having contractions. Yeah, shortly <clears throat> after I, the archery. Yeah, and I think that Queen Ming cancels their flight yeah. and decides to stay. She's like, I was a volunteer in the maternity ward. I'm going to help you. Yeah. Which I think at this point, the movie turns into one of my favorite genre of movies that I share with a good friend of mine, which is Women Helping Women. Sure. Really into that. Mm -hmm. It's very touching. And I think it's very diplomatic of Ming to not turn around and ask, where are all the fucking staff? <laughs> you are over eight months pregnant. Where is your, do you have like a nurse here at the castle? Do you have a doula? Do you have a doctor? Do you have doctors Well, in Aldovia? Dr. Magoro. Oh, right. She was going to drive there. Well, and so one of my notes about this. Why isn't she already there, Nicole? Why isn't she already there? And why the fuck isn't the palace paying for their royal doctor to have a vehicle appropriate to drive in the Aldovian winter mountains. Yeah, those, that terrible storm that's keeping everyone from flying in or out of Aldovia. She's driving through in a fucking mid-size hatchback. But isn't it also, there's no snow except what's on the ground. It's not snowing, is it? Because my memory of, of all these scenes is it's just nice and sunny and there is there is snow on the ground. Right. But otherwise, like for those of us who live in Canada, you'd look at it and you'd be like, okay, what's what's the problem? Why, why couldn't she get there? Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, my, my note before all that stuff happens was that the movie's turning into a super weird Agatha Christie mystery. Because, oh, because they're in the dungeon? <laughs> yeah, well, they bring everyone together into the drawing room at one point, and I think that's where Amber 
has her first contraction. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, we got to run around and do all these different things and wrap everything up. Um, going into labor, why isn't there a doctor? Where is the staff? The queen is eight months pregnant. Why don't they have any staff? And, and then my... Okay, so they all run their separate ways to do different things, right? Yeah. Dick... Is he going to... He's going to get the doctor, He's right? going to get the doctor. Yeah. So he's on his horse. Oh my god. Before he gets on the horse, there is a hilarious scene of action dick, like, kind of kicking at a gate. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so awful. Do you think he had a stunt double for that? Do you think he was capable no, of doing I don't, that? <laughs> I think it was the actual... There certainly doesn't appear to be any swap out. Where? I bet he had to train for that moment. I don't know. <laughs> it looks bad. Like, I wondered, I I actually wondered, like, is that the best take? <laughs> is there only one take? Did, does the, did the director kind of hate this guy and was watching back in Video Village and was like, you look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what we're keeping. Print that. And the actor comes back and he's like, hey, we're going to do the rushes today. Nope. We, no, we're all good. We already sent it. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. You're good. You're the, good, buddy. There's a scene after he gets on the horse. I This is probably of this trilogy of movies where so many ridiculous things happen. This is the moment that sticks out to me as the most ridiculous. Wow. He, yeah. He's on his horse riding through the forest mm. and there's a wolf howl in the distance right. and he just turns and looks over his shoulder and the camera pans to where he's looking and there's literally nothing there. Right. It's just a f- dark forest at night and he says, not tonight. And then rides away on his horse. And I'm like, what? He's not going to deal with the wolves tonight. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I know that Amber got does like... Dick go out on horseback every night? And just screw with the wolves. I don't. I don't. I just don't know what that moment was supposed to tell us. Like, well, I think it's a callback. How the wolves have messed things up for them before. But, but it's, they, it's a weird callback. But they didn't. Like the wolves were like a blink and you miss it moment in yeah. in the in the first movie There's where like so- Amber is like. She's horseback riding, and then Dick has to save her because there's a wolf. And like, yeah. sure, that's like scary and intense. But like, isn't there a callback they, in the second movie too? I don't think when they're so. out at the cabin. Are they, is I there? might be imagining it. Uh, or but I'm like my brain is inventing stuff that would be more interesting to put in these movies. But I'm like, what the what does not tonight mean? Not tonight, Wolf. What not, is the wolf not, gonna do tonight? He's on not, a horse. Not tonight, Jacob. What? Oh my god. <laughs> I can't meet you tonight, Jacob. <laughs> is are you creating a, a, sub- Twilight a subplot in this movie that involves Richard from the princess? Uh, what's this called? What the fuck is this movie called? <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Prince. Prince. The Christmas Prince I was trilogy. I so close to saying Princess Diaries. <laughs> from the Christmas Prince trilogy and Twilight mm-hmm. fanfic. Mm-hmm. Ask Dr. Slip sometimes how many times I've watched the Twilight movies. I don't. I don't hate that. <laughs> um, I have a note here in all caps. Close the door. Why does your birth have spectators? Sure. She and, like, Emily and the Queen and Queen Ming and maybe someone... Oh, Melissa's there. Mm -hmm. Are all, like, in her bed chambers. And she's, like, in bed. She's walking around. She's like, oh, I'm contracting. This is happening. And the doors are open. And in the, like, antechamber are all the men sitting there staring through the door looking at her. Just hanging out. What? 
the fuck? What the fuck indeed. I've got an even bigger what the fuck for you. Oh. The Queen Mother and the Princess Emily, mm-hmm. their task mm-hmm. is to go into the sewers. Dungeon. Into the dungeon. <laughs> Which is under, the sewers. Yeah. Looking for the treaty. Yeah. Which they find. Yeah. But uh, I also wrote in all caps, Queen Mother and Princess going into the sewers. Where are the staff? I can't believe <laughs> that they would send these two. Like what a gross sexist thing to do. First of all, send the two women off to die. Yeah, ten, send these two literally royal women. <laughs> Into the dungeons Mm -hmm. to... And isn't Leopold down there? Is he... No, they haven't caught him yet. No. Spoilers, sorry everyone. It's not Leopold though. Leopold was the guy from the... Yeah, is Leopold in this one? No. He's not. It's a different guy. But is he in the dungeon? No, the bad... You're thinking of the bad guy who it ends up being, but it's... Complete, Who does it wind up being? It's a new character we meet this movie for the first time. It's not Leopold? It's not Leopold. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> it's like a different, bland, middle-aged, older white guy. With I a, have a with note a, here saying Leopold. I, I were have a note you stoned saying, when you made that note? Well, yes. <laughs> I, I have a note. This is, a, this is like a Bloomhouse movie suddenly. I don't know why I said that. Probably because of just the shitty low-budget dungeon. I'll look up his name. I can't. I didn't write his name down. He's fairly, but because they, they hold up a family tree, because Leopold is exposed as being the bad guy in the second one. In the second one, and then and then he's taken to the dungeon, and we never see him again. So, like, who knows? Okay, what happens to him? My note is Leopold exclamation point no exclamation point oh the drama. <laughs> I think his name... I don't know what I'm talking about there. I mean, his name obviously can't be Richard, but it's like uh, Mr. Little. I have a note about Mr. Little. Yeah, Mr. Little's... I don't know who the hell that is. Mr. Little is the bad guy. His real name is Richard Ashton. They just call him Mr. Little. Mr. Little. There's no first name. Okay. Fair enough. So Mr. Little is like... They have another Agatha Christie scene, basically, where it's like, uh, you did the... Oh my god, but Amber... Amber does it while she's in labor. Yes. I wrote down, the labor expose scene is so good. I mean, her fake labor is very bad. Yes. It's very bad. Even Even if I pretend that I haven't seen a lot of people in labor, like, the acting of labor is not... It's it's a bit rough. So they... But they discover that Mr. Little has been deceiving everyone and has a sworn blood oath because of his family lineage. Oh, right. That he, he's oh, like... Oh, right, because he's got this weird argument, like, he's like, I did what I had to do. Yeah, it's like an ancient family blood oath. That yeah, he's I've, like, I've fulfilled my oath. Yeah, he's supposed to, like, fulfill the fam- familial duty of destroying the treaty sure. to avenge someone. Only he didn't. He just hid it in a box reason. down the dungeon. He hid it in a box in the dungeon. He did a ter- He fucked it up. He fucked it up. Could and have been very goes, easy. That thing is probably very, very flammable. He could have very easily disposed of it. Yeah, it would not have been difficult. Um, my, I, I laughed out loud. I didn't just write LOL, though I did do that also. Mm. Um, Richard, you nearly started a war 
because if the treaty isn't signed, then Aldovia and Penglia are They're at like, war. Well, we got no choice. We got to go and, to war. And then Emily and cursed an innocent baby. <laughs> it's like spelling out the consequences of Mr. Little's actions. And like, and cursed an innocent baby. <laughs> Why do these people all believe in curses? <laughs> My next note is Simon proposing to a woman? In the middle of someone in labor? Oh my god. It's that kind of movie. I mean, Simon is that kind of person. Red flag. Red flag. I don't know who says it. I just wrote down in quotes, there's always time to make history. (laughs) I think that's about signing the treaty. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, um, I think maybe Ty or Ming says that. Because Ty is like, we need to hurry if we're going to... Or no, Ming is like, whatever. I, well, I like how they're all trying to adhere to that midnight deadline. Yeah. You don't have to. You're all, everyone in the royal, both royal families is right there. Yeah. You can all just agree, you know what, let's go to bed and we'll sign this thing tomorrow morning at eight. Listen, Scott, I marked down big deadline on my bingo card and there's no backsies on That's that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, the curse. They're, yeah, the curse, exactly. I wrote down, they're all so bad at quill pens. No one took, like, even 20 minutes of quill pen practice for every member of this cast who has to write with a quill pen would have resulted in even a marginally better quill pen scene than every quill pen scene in this movie. And, like, I can't write with a quill pen. I say that as someone who has never done it successfully, but I've also only done it once and not for a movie. Nice going, props. (laughs) Once again, you've let us down. Really coming down on props in this movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, they deserve it. Um, So, yeah, the treaty is signed. Hooray. Merry Christmas. Happy anniversary, because it's also their anniversary. (laughs) And also, the baby is born on December 25th. It's a little girl. But before the baby is born, um, they, so they sign the treaty on the bed that on, she's in. On the baby. In labor. <laughs> yep. And then she's like, oh, Dr. Mogoro, I think it's time. And then, you know, Dr. Mogoro like springs into action. She's like, you do this, everyone out but the father. And then she's like, excuse me, could someone please remove this priceless ancient treaty governing document from the birth bed? Yeah. Before someone sprays amniotic fluid all over it. Sweet Jesus. Um, yes, the baby's born. That baby is several months old. Yes. Which I'm sure you clocked because you have a baby who's several is, months old. That is a big baby very large baby uh named ellery ellery with an i different than celery which is what i thought of well there's a there is a traditionally male name ellery with a y oh, like interesting. El- ellery queen uh, i was a writer anyway I, it's not i don't think it's a super popular name but uh yeah anyway ellery with an i i don't hate it yeah it's fine it's fine um it's no uh Renesme. oh my god <laughs> Which is possibly the worst baby name I've ever heard. Sometimes um, I will spontaneously text two of my friends who I watched the Twilight series with in the in the days when it was like a new, like in the, the height of Twilight pandemonium. When you were eagerly anticipating the new Twilight movie. Yeah, but like kind of, we were like, we're doing it ironically. Sure. Um, but I will just text them the word Renesmee. 
just out of the blue, like a few times a year, mm-hmm. just to fuck with them. Just to remind them. Renez. Just to re-traumatize them. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. My, my next note, speaking of re-traumatizing, is, oh, fuck, Rudy made it. <laughs> Why don't they have a jet? It makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. Yeah, Rudy showed up. He's there just in time to go, oh, my grandfather, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> Did he bring bagels? Probably. He was requested to bring bagels. <laughs> My very last note is, or last couple notes, I guess, super into Ming and Lin's outfits. Oh, I don't remember. They, I, just, I guess they were just really well dressed uh, in that scene. Oh. Um, oh, and uh, Amber is up and about on the same deck. Yeah, obviously. Like, yeah, no problem. After delivering that 14 pound, three month old she's baby. She's like, oh man, I feel better. Yeah, totally normal. Yeah. yeah, she just like had to poop really bad and now she's fine. Yeah. This is the point at the very end. She's like writing her like summation blog post. And yeah. this is where you can the royal see. royal blog. This is where you can see the name of her blog. Amber's blog. Which is Amber's blog. Yeah. Amber's blog.gov.ad. <laughs> is it really? No, I have no oh, idea. God. I didn't, I didn't look for it. That would be amazing if they actually <laughs> invented a top level domain for Aldovia. <laughs> Um, so when the credits roll, I don't have any more notes except one for the credits. So when the credits roll, there's like scenes of each of the main characters sort of like in a like tableau scene of doing something royal. Right. And Z- Mr. Zabala is like clearly a little bit tipsy holding a glass of, I assume, brandy or similar and reading a large book. <laughs> Sure. Which I'm like, good for you, but also, when have either of those things ever occurred for Zabala in these movies? He's kicking back. Yeah, it's been a long day yeah. of solving... It's the holidays. <laughs> he's He's got the queen in love with him. Yep, no doubt. I think he's the one who always has to take people to the dungeon, yeah. I assume, in his royal he, I duties. I feel like he's their fixer. That He's why they yeah. don't have any staff. They've got him. He's Olivia Pope. Yes, did I almost make a pop culture reference that you... You, you absolutely made one. <laughs> but uh, you looked like you almost weren't going to get it. I was it like, took oh, me a second because I'm not a... I haven't... I've only watched maybe a couple seasons of Scandal oh, when so Nicole was first getting into it. Dr. And Slip. We, we, sorry, yes. When Dr. Slip was getting into it. And we binge watched a lot of it. Um, and I, it was one of those shows that I enjoyed because... It just reinvents itself every couple episodes. Oh, it's, so it's it's still the same characters. Yeah. Also, I love Joe Morton, who plays her dad. He's, oh, yeah. He's been in tons and tons oh, my of God. stuff. He's so... Pretty much everything before that, he was usually like this really nice, sympathetic character. Oh, my God. And then in Scandal, he's just this psychopath. I mean, they all are. So. It's Scandal is amazing. I mean, it's really intense. It gets... It gets... It's crazy. Way more into. I mean, Shonda Rhimes is. You know, she made Crossroads. Anything is possible. Did she? Yeah, Shonda Rhimes made fucking Crossroads, man. Wow. She made Crossroads, and then she made Scandal. Shonda Rhimes can teach us all we need to know about life. Whatever you need, you can make happen. Okay, so that was uh, back to this uninteresting <clears throat> movie. Yeah, that was Christmas Prince of Royal Baby. Um, definitely could have been gayer. Wasn't gay enough. Yeah, there's. There is technically gay people in it. Yeah, but it's but not. But they don't have a lot to do. Well, and it's not actually that gay. No. Like, no. even though there are gay people in it, the movie is not that gay. Yeah, no. They they might as well have pointed to some guy in the background and been like, hey, that, that guy's gay. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. It shows you how far tokenism can go. Not very far. 
gay people does not a gay movie make. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they they have to have they actually they have to actually contribute something. Yes, they contribute almost and, nothing. No, uh, yeah, like in a lot of movies where there happens to be a gay character, their function is to be like your blog is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plan you the best baby shower of the century. Yeah, it's like weirdly validating, yeah. I think. For sure. For sure. Um, but in a gross way. It's like, oh, this oppressed group approves of us. We must be doing something right. Yeah, I yeah. guess we're cool. Yeah. yeah. It's an ugly reality. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for riding on this journey with us through the Christmas Prince trilogy. <laughs> Please send us your thoughts. <laughs> Can't wait to stop thinking about this movie trilogy, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. Already have. <laughs> See you tomorrow. (laughs) See you tomorrow. (laughs) You've been listening to Season 1, Episode 6 of A Podcast in a Queer Tree by Nicole Marcoux and Scott Marshall. Visit apodcastinaqueertree.com for this episode's links, plus our social media, and a link to our Patreon. Don't forget to play bingo along with us when you're watching holiday movies. You can find the cards at hallmarkmoviebingo.com. Our theme music is by our two most successful algorithms so far. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow, but whatever you do, we love you. Happy holidays.